you're passionate about, learn new things, and trust that when the time is right, good things will happen for you. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. For those of you who are listening for the first time, my name is Kim Peek, and it is my mission to get you moving more and to help you think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Be sure to head over to my website at www.crushingmygoals.com and click on the free resources tab to see what I have over there that could help you crush your goals. Today, I want to talk about how to reconnect with your fierce side now that the kids are back in school. I've talked before about how I divide my year into chunks when it comes to setting goals and priorities for my life. Since I have kids, it seems like my year usually follows the school calendar, so it always feels like back to school time is a fresh start for me as well as for my kids. The next time of year that I reevaluate is at New Year's, New Year's resolution time, and then again in May when school gets out for the summer. And my priorities for those different times of the year look a little bit different as each season passes, depending on what's going on in our lives at the time. This summer, for example, it was important for me to spend a lot of time with my kids. I have one leaving for her freshman year of college in September, one who just started her last semester of college, and a high school sophomore. And it won't be long before my husband and I are empty nesters. Our kids are already busy with activities and friends, so it was a priority of mine to just soak up as much of the time I have left with them while they are all still living under my roof. And of course, that affects the choices I make about how I spend my free time, right? It affects how much time I have to train or whether or not I go out to dinner with friends. It changes everything about how you make the choices about where you're spending your time. And your priority might not be spending time with your kids. You might have a different priority in this season of life. But those priorities that we choose affect how we spend our time. Now, usually once school starts, my family is going about a thousand directions, and that gives me a little bit more time to focus on my own projects and interests. This year, as soon as we drop the one off, I am going to be down to one kid living with us full time, and she's in school all day and has tons of after-school activities, and she's old enough to drive herself to school, but not to her other activities, because in Kansas, you can drive yourself to school church, and a job at 15. But I am suddenly faced with a lot more time than I am used to having. Since we have double college tuition to pay this semester, yay us, but hey, also exciting, we paid our last tuition payment ever for one of those girls, and so that is super exciting as well. Anyway, I we decided that since we had double college tuition, and I have more time without everyone at home, that this would be a good time for me to go back to work. And I happened to see a job posting at the company that I worked at when my 18-year-old was just six months old. I happened to see a job posting there that I thought I was perfect for. So I reached out to my company and started a discussion. And I am back at this company after seven years off, seven years that I took 
when my kids went through a bout where they were really sick and I could not handle working and taking kids to doctors and driving them to school and just all of the things that were weighing on me at that time. But I know it's a concern for a lot of moms who leave the workforce to raise their kids. You know, you wonder, will I be able to go back? Will anybody want me at my age? What if things have changed too much since I left the workforce? Do I even have the skills? Will anybody want me? And this is where I am thankful for all of you. In the time that I've been away from from my career, I have been coaching and podcasting and having a blast sharing what I am passionate about with the world. And the skills that it takes to podcast and coach really aren't that far removed from what I was doing earlier in my life because I have been passionate about sharing what I learned about running, triathlon, fitness, positivity, empowerment, what it takes to live like a champion. I have kept up with how technology has changed in my field and that experience has made me better. I think even more valuable than I was before I left to take care of my kids. And in case you're wondering, yes, I am still coaching and I am still going to podcast. This is just, this job is just one more thing that I am adding to my schedule because I have a little bit more time than I used to have. So none of that is going away. I would love to coach you for your upcoming events. Reach out to me, head over to my website. You can send me an email at coachkim at thepowerofrun.com and we can chat. But anyway, I just want to share with all of you moms especially, don't be afraid to take care of you. Don't be afraid to take care of your families in whatever season of life you are in. If if you're in a season of life where you need to take a break and step back from your career, don't be afraid to make those decisions. Do what is best for your family. And then also find what you're passionate about. Learn new things and trust that when the time is right, good things will happen for you. Sometimes finding your fierce self means making decisions that no one would expect you to make. Sometimes being fierce means taking time for yourself. Other times being fierce means doing what's best for your family. Fill your brain and your heart and know that when you enter the next season of life, everything is going to work out just fine. Now that I am working and our house isn't quite as loud, I like to say that my daughter, who's about to head off to college, is a walking party. No lie, she has a pack of five to ten kids that surround her at any given moment. And our summer has been filled with laughter and kids and fun and so many memories. But now that my house is about to not be quite so loud... I am working on getting back into some of my routines. I can't just lounge around and get in a leisurely run at 10 a.m. like I had been doing. I'm back to getting up at 5.15 and working out before my youngest leaves for school. She's not exactly great at waking up with her alarm yet, so I like to be home when that alarm goes off in case she sleeps through it. The other day I got back from working out, I could hear her alarm clear in the garage and she was sleeping soundly with that alarm going off right next to her pillow. A few years ago, though, I wouldn't have been able to get up at 5.15. My body was too tired and run down after breast cancer. 
a mastectomy, and chemo. And I needed a lot more sleep and time to recover. And now, four years later, I am feeling stronger and I'm finding that the early workouts are working for me again. But what about you? Do you schedule your workouts or do you just hope that you'll find time to get in that walk or get in your run or make it to the gym? For me, unless I make it happen first thing in the morning, I get busy with other things and that workout does not get done. If you are having trouble, a couple of tips that might help. Make an appointment on your calendar. Decide what time of day is best for you to get that workout in and schedule it like an appointment and then keep that appointment with yourself. If you need to get up early to get that workout in, but you're not a morning person, start by setting your alarm for five minutes earlier each day. Get up, get dressed, put your shoes on, and move for five minutes. That's all. No more expectations, but getting up, getting dressed, and moving for five minutes. The next day or the next week, make it 10, and then 15, and then 20, until you've developed a habit of getting up and moving for that amount of time each day. I still have a hard time running in the mornings, so what I do is I go outside, I get up, I get dressed, put my shoes on, and I get outside, and then I walk for the first mile. After I hit a mile, I start my intervals, and then when I feel warmed up, I ignore the buzzing on my watch from the interval timer, and I just run. I think sometimes we are too tough on ourselves. We expect things to be perfect, and we give up when we don't do things by the book. We get discouraged, or we think we've failed. So I'm here today to remind you that we can do things in increments. There is no need to put pressure on yourself to jump out of bed and run for an hour. Start with five minutes and walk, or start with 10 minutes and sit there and drink a cup of coffee in peace. Start where you are and build slowly. This is life, and no one said you have to do all the things at once. Another one of the things that I'm having to do more often again is meal prepping. Whether that's buying all my veggies for the week and washing and chopping them and putting them in little glass containers so that all I need to do at dinner time is grab a bunch of onions or carrots and throw them into a casserole or a salad. Doing some of those steps earlier in the week saves time, saves time on busy weeknights. My college daughter prepared for the first week of classes by putting a bunch of chicken breasts in the crock pot and making shredded chicken so that Throughout the week, when she runs home for lunch or when she comes back at night and she's tired after the end of a long day, she just grabs a bunch of chicken and then she can use that to make tacos or salads or throw it in other dishes throughout the week. So she's not having to spend all that time cooking the part of the meal that takes the most time. I am also a huge fan of the crock pot. We have a couple of meals that are just go-tos in our family. There's one where we throw a roast in the crock pot with some potatoes and carrots. And then maybe in the last 10 minutes, I'll throw in some mushrooms or some snap peas so that the things that cook really fast don't get mushy. Or another one that we make is to throw a chicken or a roast in the crock pot with some taco seasoning on top of it, black beans and salsa. You pour it all on top of it on low and just let it cook all day long. And then you shred it when you get home and you have taco meat for days. Find a few family favorites 
And then with a little bit of planning, you are able to eat a nutritious meal throughout the week without feeling like you're missing out on family time and without falling into that fast food trap on busy nights because you are going to feel more energetic and just feel better when you are filling your body with food that nourishes you. So just a little bit of time planning will help you make better meal choices. And if you haven't lately, this is also a good time to check in with your goals. What do you want to accomplish between now and the end of the year? What's important? Are the same things that were important to you over the summer still important? Or do you have different things that are important to you? Are you taking the daily steps necessary to make those things happen in your life? Now, I want to take a quick break to remind you about the endurance nutrition course that last week's guest, Dina Griffin, is offering. If you listened last week, you heard my interview with Dina, who is also known as the Nutrition Mechanic. Dina has a new online course for endurance athletes and is offering listeners to this show a 15% discount. All you have to do is head over to www.nutritionmechanic.com and click on the great big orange button in the middle of the page. When you check out, type in the code POWERUP to receive your discount. If you are an endurance athlete, if you've struggled with feeling sick during a marathon or a half marathon, if you just are curious about how to fuel yourself for training on a daily basis or during racing, this is a great course for you. So head over to nutritionmechanic.com and use the code POWERUP to receive your 15% discount. Now, finally, I want to share a little bit about my end-of-year goal planning process. When it's time for New Year's resolutions, I choose a word of the year, and I focus on a theme for the year. This year, I chose the word aloha, and you can hear more about what aloha means to me by listening to the episode that I posted at the beginning of the year. I'll put those that link in the show notes for you if you want to hear more about aloha and my goals for the year. But over winter break, my girls and I stayed up late one night making vision boards. We did one of those Pinterest crafts that you see, and this one used a big picture frame. And along the matted part, we put pictures represented representing what we wanted for ourselves for this year. Then the idea is that where the picture would go, you put some cardstock, put the glass back on, you get a dry erase marker, and you use it for your whiteboard. So my girls and I all have a vision board that looks like this, and it's all hanging by our desks. And here's where this gets really cool. On my vision board, I had pictures of stand-up paddleboarding, money, speaking, triathlon, a house in Hawaii, making memories, qualifying for the Boston Marathon, and some other things um, just that they're on there that I'm not going to share at this moment. I have not done all of these things yet, but it is amazing to me how many of these things I have checked off my list so far this year. I did stand-up paddleboarding yoga with friends. I got back into triathlon. I've been running more. Last weekend, I went to Ohio and I spoke about breast cancer at the opening of a women's fitness boutique. I made memories with my girls, I got a new job, and I have the most random money-making opportunities showing up in my inbox. And another cool thing, there's something I can't talk about yet because a contract has to be signed still, but guys, 
This is pretty cool stuff. Now, I don't believe that things happen because we make vision boards, but I do believe that the energy that I've put towards certain things is directly related to that daily reminder of what is important to me, the things that I put on that vision board, the goals that I've set and the dreams I have for my life. Now, it never hurts to dream, right? Even if your own list is something you keep to yourself, you can make amazing things happen in your own life. But first, you have to dare to dream. So start by making a list of things that you want. Think about what you want in your life today and dream about what you want in your life 10 or 20 years from now. A lot of people keep a journal or a notebook and they write the same list over and over again every single day for years. They write the same things. And as they accomplish these things, then they add to those lists. This keeps you focused on what you want. And it's a great reminder to take tiny action steps toward those goals each and every day. You can also make a vision board like I did. You can make a journal and transfer your list of yearly and life goals. You can have an intention that you repeat each morning when you wake up, a shortened version of what's on your vision board. One of mine is, I am a sought-after speaker and writer who delivers speeches that empower and inspire others to live their best lives. I travel the world to share my knowledge, passion, and vision. Now, do I do all of these things today? Not yet. Yet is also another really powerful word, but it's important to put that vision out there and ask ourselves who we need to become to make these things happen. How does a speaker and writer who inspires others, how does that person behave? What does she do on a daily basis? What does she believe? Whatever that thing is for you, ask yourself the same question. When you learn to think and act like the person you want to become, you start making the choices that will get you closer and closer to achieving the things you dream of right now. Whatever it is that you want in life, I hope today's episode has given you some ideas for how you can get one step closer to making those things happen. I know I talk a lot about goals on the podcast, but I hope that you also came away from this episode thinking about the seasons in your own life and that you'll give yourself permission to slow down and take a step back when you need to. We don't have to always be in a rush. And I hope that these stories that I've shared today show you that you don't miss out when you listen to your heart and take time for yourself and for your family. Have a great week, everyone. Remember to stay in touch on social media. You can find me at at sign power of run on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And if you would like to chat about anything that I've talked about on the show or talk about coaching, send me an email at coachkim at thepowerofrun.com. Get out there and crush your goals. Have a fabulous week. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe as a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.